Turn with me, please, to uh, the book of Psalms this morning. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and uh, 8. It says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Verse 9, O fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Verse 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. The Lord is good, and they that seek the Lord, the good Lord, shall not want any good thing. They that seek the good Lord shall not want any good thing. You know why? Because whatever you seek is what you'll find. If you're looking for God, you're looking for good. And when you find God, you find good. Because he is good. And the Bible said taste and see. Other translations bring out. Today's English version says, find out for yourself how good the Lord is. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 119.68, I'm reading the NIV, says, you are good and what you do is good. The Living Bible says, you are good and do only good. Only good. Now, a lot of people would agree, church-going people would agree, that God is good. How many Christians would you find who would say, no, that's not right. God's not good. No, you're not going to hear that. What you will find a difference of opinion on is if you say God is only good. Only good. Because many believe God has a dark side. But the truth is, Good comes out of good, and evil comes out of evil. I'm quoting scriptures. Well, is God good or evil? If evil comes out of God, that means evil is in God. It couldn't come out of him unless it was there. But Jesus talked about this. He said a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Is God good? Then what comes out of him? You say, well, what about this verse? Or what about that verse? Well, there could be some verses you don't understand. (laughs) And here's something very important. Have you ever noticed this? That a lot of times somebody is not doing some things right. And scripture is brought up that applies to their situation. They'll start quoting other verses that they don't understand. That somehow excuses them from doing the ones they do understand. Since I don't understand that, that means I don't have to pay attention to anything. How does that work? <laughs> well, it doesn't. They may imagine that in their mind. The Lord holds us accountable for what we know, not what we don't know. He knows what we know, right? Uh, certainly, there's a lot of things in the Word you don't understand and that I don't see yet. But 
What we can do is walk in the light we do have. When you see it, when you understand it, now you're responsible to walk in the light of that. And if you do, you'll be blessed. I said you'll be blessed being a doer of the word. The Lord is good. And they that seek after the good Lord, they're going to find good. Listen to uh, other scriptures here. And boy, I have plenty of them. <laughs> Anybody remember Hebrews 11? That We talked about that earlier. But without faith, it's impossible to please God, please Him. For he that comes to God has to do what? He must believe that God is, that He exists. But you've got to go beyond that. There's something else you have to believe. That He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Other scriptures talk about they that seek the Lord, His hand will be on them for good. You've got to believe something about the character and nature of God, that He is a good God. Even though this phrase is bannered around and widely heard and used, the truth is many are not convinced that God is truly and only and always good. And that will affect everything in your life. Don't assume you know this. It's a choice. Somebody said out loud, God is good. I believe it. it. He does good. good. And he is only good. And he is is always good. And he is all good. We read in scripture, if this is the first time you're joining us on this, we've already covered a lot of ground and a lot of scripture. Go back and catch up with us. Go online, download the messages, go back in the word supply. won't cost you anything. But we saw in 1 John where it says, God is light. And in him is what? No darkness at all. And the language in the original is very, it means not even any. <laughs> None. There is no shadow of turning. There is no evil, no darkness, no death in him. None at all. He's just all good. I said he's all good. Mister, what about all the evil in the world? He didn't do it. It didn't come from him. Now that's where you begin to run into some cross theology. People go, well... He created everything. Everything good. <laughs> First Timothy 4 4. First Timothy 4 4 amplified says, Everything God created is good. The NAS says, Everything created by God is good. Do you believe that? Everything created by God is good. We restudied in Genesis. Have you read that? God made this, and behold, it was good. He made this and it was good. He made this and it was and he, then he looked at everything he made and behold it was very good. On which day did God create cancer? Or AIDS? On which day? He didn't. I said he didn't. You can't look at cancer and say behold it is very good. You can't look at mental illness 
You can't look at people starving to death for poverty and lack and say, behold, it is very good. None of that is a part of God's original creation. When he created it, everything God created, it was good when he created it. It was good in its original form. But, another verse that we looked at said that God has made man good, but he has sought out many inventions. One translation said many ways to be bad. God didn't create the devil. The devil created the devil. And what you begin to see is that we really do have a free will. We can even take something good that God gave us and twist it into something that's not good. But that's not what he did. That's what we did. Everybody with me? Now, if that doesn't sound right to you, you need to get it settled. Don't take my word for it. Well, I don't agree with you, preacher. Forget about me. What about these scriptures I'm quoting? Take it to the word. And not just one or two. Go back and and get these previous things we've already covered. And go from one after the other, after the other, after the other. And see. How many understand? If this is truly the word of God, it has to agree. All of it has to agree. If it doesn't look like it agrees to you, there's something wrong with your looker. (laughs) Have some humility. There's nothing wrong with this word. There's been thing after thing after thing in my few years walking with the Lord and ministering. That I'd look at this and I'd go, hold on. This said this. And to me it looked like they were contradicting each other. And I, But if you humble yourself and go, Lord, I know both of these are right. Help me. Show me, show me why both of these are right. Because it looks to me like they can't both be right. And sometimes five years, sometimes ten years, sometimes 25 years later. Yes. I'm going along and all at once I go... Oh, oh, well, of course, and it looks so plain to you, but because of our immaturity and because of ignorance and lack of understanding, it looks like it doesn't agree. Thank God for the light of his word. Thank God for truth that makes free. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for your wonderful word. Now, turn with me. To third John, please. Third John and the eleventh verse, just one chapter in third John and the eleventh verse. He said, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but, in other words, but follow that which is good. He that does good is of God. Why? Why would that be true? Because God is good. Right? If you're doing good, where'd you learn it from? If you have good to do good with, where'd you get it from? You got it from where all good comes from. He that does good is of God. But he that does evil has not seen God. You didn't get evil from God. I said you didn't get evil from God. And by like token, you didn't get good from the enemy. Did you? No. The enemy can't bless you because he has no blessing in him. He can't give you what he doesn't have. 
You, you hear some people talk about going to be a Satanist. Going to serve and worship Satan. That might be the answer to the question, how stupid can you be? <laughs> You're going to serve the known hater and destroyer of mankind. Why? Well, he'll help me to be something in this world. Anything he tells you is a lie. That's right. <laughs> you talk about stupidity. Aren't you thankful that you have enough light to be sitting up in here confessing to be a Christian this morning, right? Instead of something like that. Somebody says, well, we need to respect all religions. No, we don't. No, we don't. I can't be a Christian and respect and believe in all religions. Jesus said he is the only way to the Father. And there is salvation in no other name. I can't be a Christian and ignore what Jesus said. No, there are not many paths to God and many paths to glory and heaven. There is only one. Jesus. Only one. You're just narrow-minded and saved. There's a broad way. That leads to destruction and a whole lot of people going in it. There is a straight and a narrow way. Yeah. Hallelujah. And relatively few that find it. That's right. Don't you want to be some of the few that find it? Yes, sir. Being broad minded can be tantamount to being unbelieving. You try to believe everything and you believe nothing. It's a choice. You either believe what Jesus said or you don't. If he said he is the only way you got to make up your mind. Is he right or not? Is it true or not? He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. He said, nobody comes to the Father except by me. Is that true? Then that means nobody. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. So if you don't believe in Jesus as the Messiah, you are not okay. You're not all right. And if that's the case, you're in the right place today. You can receive him right here, right now. You you don't have to walk the aisle. You don't have to shake anybody's hand. Right where you sit, you can just say, sorry, Lord, for being ignorant. I receive you. I believe in you right now. And I receive you. I confess. You are Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to do it, whether they're in the room or whether they're watching. We've got a lot of people joined with us. Said out loud, I confess, I confess the Bible is true. What Jesus said is true. He is the only way. There is no salvation in any other God, in any other prophet, in any other name. It is only in Jesus. The Son of God. God. Jesus. I confess you. Lord of my life. And I have full faith. In what you've done for me. In your death. Your burial. Your resurrection. Your ascension. And I'm looking for you to come back. King of kings. And Lord of lords. 
master forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's coming a time after this life, after all this, there's coming a time when every knee is going to bow and every tongue, what do you mean every, of every being that's ever existed in heaven, on the earth, under the earth, every demon, every devil, every crazy blasphemer person, Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's going to happen. Smart people, do it now. Wise people, do it now. I believe I'm looking at some wise people. I believe I'm talking to some wise people. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> so you're pretty adamant about that. The scripture is pretty adamant about that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Third John 11, look at it again. Beloved, do what? Follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. Now, let me stop right here. Who's this up to? Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. This is a choice. Can you see this? Whose choice is it? It's not God's choice. He didn't say, I know what's best for you, so I'm going to choose it for you. Don't be concerned about it. You are going to do what I choose for you, no matter what you think or want. I got this. Mm -mm. A lot of people want to believe that. Just not true. He said, don't follow what's evil, follow what's good. Now, once he said that, whose choice is it? Do I have to follow something bad and wrong? No. Am I able to follow that which is good? Yes. yes. One of the biggest lies and one of the worst deceptions you could ever buy into is that I have no choice in the matter. I can't do anything about this. It's a lie. I said it's a lie. There's good and there's evil. Now, you see the King James says evil, evil, evil. Sometimes we have a slant on that word. We'd probably say bad today. Bad. It's the opposite of good. There's good and there's bad. Every day, in the world, around us, in our life, is there good and bad? Is there? There's good things, there's bad things. What do you tell us? Don't follow the bad. Don't seek the bad. Don't look for the bad. Don't go after the bad. Don't choose the bad. What do you do? Choose the good. Pursue the good. Seek the good. What if you seek the good? You'll find the good. What if you seek the bad? You'll find. You ever heard somebody say they went out looking for trouble? <laughs> and they found it? 
Sure. You go out looking for it. It's a spiritual law and principle. Seek and you shall find. If you want drugs, I don't care where you are. You go looking for them. You start asking this person and that person. And they'll tell you, well, check with so-and-so. And you can find them. You can find stuff on the playground. You should never find. You Is that right? You can find stuff in a church parking lot. But thank God I'm not looking for any. I'm so happy about it. I got no needle tracks. Glory. My nose is not burnt from snorting something I shouldn't be. I'm happy about it. Are you happy about it? Now, if you do have some problems, you can make up your mind. I'm going to quit looking for it. I'm going to quit seeking it. I'm going to quit pursuing it. You can make a choice to seek good. And you can find it. If you want to find pornography, if you want to find prostitutes, you can find them. If you want to find somebody that will murder for hire, you can find them. If you look hard enough, and with the internet today, and technology, it's become easier and easier to find all kind of stuff you shouldn't be looking for. Right? But it's real simple. A way not to find that stuff. (laughs) Don't look for it. (laughs) Stop looking for it. And if any of it pops up on you, get away from it as quick as you can. Right? Follow means to pursue, to go after, to look for, to seek after. Look at it again. Third John. 11. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, that which is bad, but that which is good. He that does good is of God. He that does evil has not seen God. Listen to the Amplified. Beloved, do not imitate evil. Imitate good. He who does good is of God. He who does evil has not seen, discerned, or experienced God and does not know him at all. Listen to the Weymouths. Weymouths translation. My dear friend, do not follow wrong examples, but right ones. He who habitually does what is right is a child of God. He who habitually does what is wrong has not seen God. If you're doing bad stuff, you didn't see that in God. You didn't get that from God. You've been looking at something else. Other than God. Where you found that. Go to Romans 7 please. Y'all believing with me? You go into Romans 7. Let me read some other scriptures to you. While you're going there. You go into Romans 7. In Psalm 38.20. He said I follow. The thing that good is. 1 Thessalonians 5.15. Ever follow that which is good. Verse 21, he said, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Amos 5, 14 says, seek the good and not evil that you may live. Verse 15, hate the evil and love the good. You'll find this numerous places throughout the word. Said out loud, seek 
the good. Love the good. Despise the evil. Hate the evil. Love the good. Whose choice is it? Which one we go after? Which one we seek? And therefore, which one we find? What's going on right now throughout the whole earth is that God has given human beings a free will, a free will to choose. And throughout our life down here, we are choosing either good or bad. And if you choose good, it shows a good heart. If you choose bad, it shows a wrong heart. And all of us have made wrong choices. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What is sin? There's all kind of ideas that people have about it. But listen to uh, James 4.17. James 4.17 says, Therefore, to him that what? Knows to do what? To do good and what? Why would you not do it? You chose. You knew what was good. But you chose to do something else. And if you do that, then to you, it is a sin. Why? Because you knew better. Sin has to do with the light that you have. Another way to say that is the revelation of good that you have. And the Lord knows what we know and what we don't. If you know this is the good thing to do and you don't do it, it's because you chose something else. And you've done it. And so have I. But the good news is, the blood of Jesus cleanses from such wrong choices. And it's not just, did you ever make a wrong choice? It's what you choose in the end. Come on, are you listening to me? It's what you choose overall and in the end. You've made some wrong choices and you've chosen the bad over the good. Receive forgiveness and cleansing, but make up your mind, I'm done choosing evil. I'm done choosing bad. I don't have to choose the bad. I can choose the good. And when you choose the good instead of the bad, it shows a good heart. A good heart chooses the good. He that follows that which is good is of God. He that follows that which is evil has not seen God. You didn't see God doing evil. He didn't teach you that. Romans 7. You'll see here and in Galatians 5 and in Ephesians and other places. The struggle in man between good and evil. Have you ever read this? Romans 6, Romans 7, Romans 8. Notice with me, down in uh, verse uh, 13. Romans 7, 13. Was then that which is good, he said the law was good. 
made death to me. How many know thou shalt not kill is good? You shall not lie. That's good. Is it or not? It's good. Honor the Lord. Don't worship any other gods. That's good. Don't commit adultery. That's good. Beware of speaking negatively or disparagingly about the law. The law is good. Did I lose somebody? (laughs) You hear some people today in their effort to emphasize grace. They speak negatively about the law. That shows ignorance. Back up. Is lying good or bad? (laughs) This is not difficult. It's a good thing not to be a liar. Or a murderer. Or an adulterer. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. (laughs) Was that which is good? Talking about the law. Made death to me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by what? By that which is good. That sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Where did the law come from? It came from good. God is good. Right? So it have to be good. It came from him. Keep reading. Verse 14. We know the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal, sold under sin. Keep reading. Keep reading. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent to the law that it is good. Now then it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. What is sin? We see one of the one of the clearest definitions in James there to him that knows to do good and chooses not to do it, then to that person violating what they knew was good and right, they sinned. But how many understand sin is not the end? There's forgiveness for sin. There's cleansing for sin. There's restoration from sin. Oh, by the blood of the Lamb. He said, verse 18, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. The good I would, I do not. The evil which I would not, that I do. Have you ever intended to do a good thing? And wound up doing something else? (laughs) Don't sit there and look so piously. (laughs) Have you ever done a thing that wasn't good and done it repeatedly and made up your mind, I'm not going to do that anymore? And then wound up doing it again? Uh You don't need to raise your hand. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Had you ever fully intended to do a good thing. You had planned on it. Maybe said you were going to do it. Maybe told other people you were going to do it. And wound up. Not doing it. This is the struggle. We face in this life. Of good in God. And bad in the world. Bad in the flesh. There is a struggle. Between flesh. And spirit. You've been born again. 
And the love of God, which is as good as it gets, has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. God is in you, which means good is in you. In fact, the scripture says you're full of goodness. Our faith for life classes, that's what they're about. I wasn't smart enough to see all that in Planet when we started them. I'm learning now why we're doing them more and more. But anybody know the scripture that our faith for life classes are based on? Hope somebody knows it. Does somebody know it? What is it? That the communication of our faith would be effective or powerful by what? By the acknowledging Looks like we need to go over this verse again. (laughs) By the acknowledging, it's in Philemon, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. That's what it's about. That's why we've instructed those that are over the classes. We want people to share, but we can't just let somebody share about the problem for 10 minutes. Because that's not a good thing. The more you hear about the bad thing, the more bad-minded you are. Whatever you feed on is what you get full of. And a lot of people are full of the problem. We don't want to talk about that. I mean, sure, you say, I've been having a problem with this. Okay, we've had issues with this. How long does that take? Ten seconds to say. Now quit talking about the problem. Let's talk about the answer. Let's talk about how greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Because if all you do is talk about the bad, you're actually choosing the bad. You're choosing to think on it. You're choosing to talk it. You're choosing to meditate it. And you will wind up with it multiplying in your life. And one of the benefits of not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, but coming together with people of like faith, and people maybe that have more experience in walking with God than you, and maybe experienced a similar trial or test, but overcame it by the goodness of the Lord, is to help point you and remind you to the good things. Oh, another way of saying that is the God things. The good things that he's put in us, he's put in our life. How many believe he has not left us helpless in this evil world? He's given us everything we need to be more than a conqueror. To be an over-conqueror, it's a good thing. Good thing, good thing. Somebody say acknowledge. Acknowledge every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. That's what these classes are about. And I believe they are progressing in the right direction. I hear good things. Amen. But it's not just a time to eat a donut. And ask somebody what they did last week. (laughs) And it's certainly not a time to air all our grievances and complain. No sir, no ma'am. It's a time to look for the answer. To seek the good. Right? Because when you look for it. 
And when you, maybe you're surrounded at work or at school or in your community by a bunch of negative folks. And all they want to talk about is the problem and look for the bad in everything. Which is why it's good to come to church. Is that right? And getting a bunch like that or get in your class where they don't want to even hear about the bad. All they want to talk about is the good. Right? We all are just ostriches. Burying your heads in the sand. It's an evil world. It's a bad world. You think we don't know that? <laughs> Question is, how much good is it going to do you to talk about how bad it is? How much good, how much help are you going to get by rehashing the problem another thousand times? It's actually going to get worse. I said it's going to get worse. But thanks be unto God. Who always causes us to triumph. Thanks be unto God. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be unto God. (laughs) Victory is ours. I said victory is ours. He's describing a man, a woman, a person. That has an intent and a heart and a desire to do good. And winds up doing bad. And we can all relate. I said we can all relate. Verse 22. For I delight in the law of God. After the inward man. How many folks. Have come. And heard a good message. And heard the truth. And heard what's right. And good. And they thought. "Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes sir. Yes ma'am. That's exactly it. That's right. And went out. And two weeks later. Did the opposite. Well, if you knew better and you chose to do something wrong, you sinned. But thank God you can be forgiven. But do you have to choose bad? Do you ever have to choose wrong? Do you ever have to choose to ignore and do the opposite of what you know is good and right? If you couldn't help it, you shouldn't have to repent because it's not your fault. But it is our choice. Which is why we're responsible. Which is why I said one of the worst lies you could ever believe is I can't help it. It's beyond my control. I'm a victim of this. I can't help it. That's not true. Greater is he that's in you. Do you believe that somebody needs to say greater is he that's in me? Is he greater than drugs? Is he greater than lust? Is he greater than stealing and lying and deception? Is he greater than covetousness? Is he greater than unfaithfulness? He's greater. He's greater. And if you look for that help and you look for that goodness and you choose that, you'll find it. And it'll get bigger in you and stronger in you. Hallelujah. And you don't have to yield to the evil. You don't have to. Oh, you'll be pulled. You'll be tempted. We all will. But you don't have to choose it. Now, you make it easier on yourself by choosing not to feed the bad. Whatever you feed on, it's going to increase the desire in you for it. If you don't want that to be a pull on you, you got to cut off watching it, hearing it, List feeding on it. Do you understand? And if you do that, it'll get weaker and bother you less and less. It's quiet in here. He said, 
I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members. This is in your flesh, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? This body has not been born again. It's exactly the same kind of body that Joe Sinner has. That's never been born again that don't care about God. And it will do anything you let it do. And the more you yield to wrong, it'll get worse and worse and worse until you wind up doing things you never imagined you would do. And if you're a believer, when you do it, oh, it hurts your heart. Inside you, you just are disgusted with yourself. And people try to hide it. But that's foolish. You can't hide it from God. And he's, he's really the one that matters. And don't kid yourself, he's seen it all. <laughs> I mean, you hadn't done anything that nobody else hadn't done. That doesn't make it all right, but he's seen it all. He's seen far worse than you. He's not shocked by anything. And he doesn't want you to be in condemnation another minute. He didn't want you to trivialize sin because sin is what put Jesus on the cross. Such a huge price it took to pay for our sin and, and our failures and mistakes. But he doesn't want you to feel bad and be condemned. That's not going to help you. Actually, the more you think about it, the more you feed on it, the stronger it's going to get in you. You wind up doing it again and again and again, even though in your heart you love God. It's a choice. Said out loud, I don't have to choose evil. I don't have to choose wrong. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. There's more strength in your spirit than there is pull for wrong in your flesh. And if you'll feed the good that's inside your spirit... It'll become stronger until it absolutely dominates your flesh. Flesh is like a spoiled child. I want it. I want it now. (laughs) And so many people's spirits are so weak and undeveloped that from way down inside they go, no. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. And the flesh goes, shut up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to do it. No. Don't do it. Oh, but friend, you can be built up on the inside until you become so strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you're not a little weakling on the inside, but that you're mighty, mighty in spirit. Strong in spirit. You can get to the point where your spirit intimidates your flesh. And your flesh will say, "Uh, I would like to, and your spirit will say, shut up. Shut up, I'll let you know. What you can do. 
They were, okay, okay, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> Are there scriptures that talk about these things? Yes. Paul said, and how many believe Paul is a spiritual man? But it's just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you don't still have a flesh to deal with and a body to deal with. He said, I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. Yeah. Lest by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Is Paul saying that even after his experiences with God and all that he's been given, he could wind up on the spiritual refuse heap of failure? If you don't get it, I don't care who you are. If you don't control your flesh, you can wind up a failure, rejected. Man, you got to be rough with yourself. I said with yourself. A lot of folks are real straight with other people. They need to turn that on theirself. You need to be kind to other people, but you need to be rough with yourself. You need to grab yourself by the ear. And say, boy, (laughs) you are not going to do that. You're never going to shut up. Come here. Slap yourself. (laughs) That's literally, if you read that scripture in 1 Corinthians, he said, when he says, I keep my body under, it literally means I beat it black and blue. It's talking about being rough with yourself. Don't toy, don't coddle yourself. Don't make excuses for yourself. Jerk the slack out. (laughs) He said, Wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God. Do we know who delivers us from the body of this death? I thank God. It's through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Hallelujah. With the mind I serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now that's not the end of the verse. Who, I might say it like this, who choose to walk, not after the flesh, but they choose to walk after the Spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse 5, Romans 8, 5. For they that are after the flesh do what? They mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, they mind the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. For the carnal mind, is there a lot of mind in there? Mind, mind, mind. It's enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Mind. Is it our choice what we think on? Nobody can make you Think on something you choose not to. Don't believe anything else. Come on, say it out loud. My mind mind is my mind. mind. I can think on on whatever I choose to think on. I can refuse to think on whatever I choose to refuse to think on. My mind is my mind. It's not God's mind. It's my mind. It's certainly not the devil's mind. It's my mind. God's not going to make me think on what I'm supposed to. And the devil can't make me think on what I'm not supposed to. Don't believe a lie. This is the truth. And thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed 
on thee because he trusted thee. Hallelujah. Go to Hebrews, please. Book of Hebrews. Last Sunday, we talked about the good life. You remember that? If you weren't here, you, you want to catch up with us. Get that. And uh, we talked about how that the good life, you're going to Hebrews 5, the good life is not just a life full of stuff. It's not just a life full of ease or pleasure. The good life is a life of doing good. It's having the ability and the opportunity and the heart and desire to do good, to help others. To bless others, to help cause their needs to be met and help cause their dreams to come true. That's the good life. Yeah. I mean, it's great to get a new car, new house, new clothes. That's great. That's good. That's fine. But it really doesn't compare to God using you to take a burden off of somebody or cause their needs to be met or cause their desires and vision to come true. And the thing about it, if you're sowing that, you're going to be reaping that. It's going to come back to you. Your needs are going to be met. Your dreams are going to come true. But having said that, and it's very important to know that, we have to come back to this. Before I'm going to have good to give, I have to choose good. If I'm going to have a life full of good from God, it's because I have chosen Him. I've chosen to seek good. I have chosen to think about the good. I have chosen to talk about the good. I have chosen to fellowship with the good. How many of there's a lot of folks that could be here in church with us this morning instead of doing something that's not good? Couldn't they? Whose choice was it? It's theirs. You could be off somewhere doing something that's going to get you arrested or Ruin your marriage. or Are, are y'all with me? Yes, Aren't you glad you're in here? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you chose it. God didn't make you choose it. We didn't make you do it. You chose it. I could be pursuing something else. Instead of in here preaching to you. I could be whatever. I don't like to think about it because that ain't my choice. That's not my life. I like what I'm doing. I'm happy about it. (laughs) Very happy about it. Why? Because I'm a carrier of good. I'm a messenger of good. The gospel is the good news about the good things that our good God has done for us. I got good news. Good news. Hallelujah. Good word. Good truth, good answers, good help. That's my choice. I don't have to think about all the evil that's in the world. I'm not the judge. I don't have to make a a judgment about all that. My life is short. There's always going to be something to gripe about, something to be upset about, something to cry about. But why waste your time on all that? I choose the good. I choose the good. Somebody say, I choose the good. Now in Hebrews, Hebrews 5.12, he said, when for the time you ought to be teachers, 
You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and you're become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, a baby. Now, babies need milk. That's all they can take. But you shouldn't still be a baby after 30 years. How many say you shouldn't be sucking a bottle after 30 years? Anybody try to feed you anything solid and you just choke on it and start crying and pitch a fit? That should not be the case. How many would agree? If you're sucking a bottle at 40 years old, something's wrong. Something's very, very wrong. Well, I know that sounds strange, but that's actually happening spiritually. That's actually going on. Verse 14, but strong meat, solid food, belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. The complete Jewish Bible says it like this, solid food is for the mature, for those whose faculties have been trained by continuous exercise to distinguish good from evil. They've trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. The NIV says, listen to the Wiest translation. He says, on account of long usage... Their powers of perception are exercised to the point where they're able to discriminate between both that which is good in character and that which is evil. How do you know which one to choose? Unless and until you know which one is good and which one is bad. And the truth is, you don't know which one is good and which one is bad Unless you've heard what the Lord told you about it. It's only through his word. That we're enlightened. To know what is good and bad. Don't think. Well I'm an adult. I have some sense. I know the difference between good and bad. People believe that. And those very people are choosing bad every day. Oh there's nothing wrong with that. When if they knew the truth. It's absolutely bad. They should have nothing to do with it. Oh, I don't know if that's all important. When if they knew the truth, it's good. It pleases God. They'd be giving their life to it. Do you need to know the difference between good and evil? Will you automatically know what's good and evil in life? No, you won't. This is where some humility is required. If it was obvious, you wouldn't have to test it. You wouldn't have to check it out. Listen to 1 Thessalonians 5.21. 1 Thessalonians 5.21. Amplified. It says, test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good. And to that, hold fast. We need constant input of the word of God. 
only through continual input of the Word of God are we enlightened and is our mind renewed so that we can tell the difference between the good and the bad. Millions on the planet think they know the difference and they don't. They are choosing wrong every day and ignoring good. I believe you and I are at a place where we're at a threshold for God to bring us up to a whole nother place, whole nother level, whole nother level of spirituality, of freedom, of living, of blessing, of significance to the kingdom of God. Do you believe it, saints? But it will begin with some humility. So stand on your feet. Let me lead you in this prayer. How did they get to the place where they were no longer babies? How did they get to the place where they could discern and distinguish between good and evil? Through continual exercise and usage. It's not automatic. You don't just know for some reason the difference between good and bad. Oh, this is exciting. I said, this is exciting. This is exciting because the more of this you get, it's going to open up some things. It's going to open some things up. You'll be in a conversation and immediately you'll begin to realize, wait, 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 that's bad. That's bad. Other people don't even see it. They think it's fine. They think it's okay. And you begin to see what's behind it. You'll see, begin to see the origin of it. You'll begin to see the nature of it. And you'll go, no, I'm not having anything to do with that. And maybe something that people just scoff at and mock, you'll begin to realize that's good. That's from God. It pleases Him. And you'll give it a bigger place in your life. Your life will change. Close your eyes. Say it out loud, Father God. I acknowledge. I am of so few days and know so little. I'm acknowledging that without your help, without you showing me, without your good word, without your good spirit, I am not able to distinguish between right and wrong, between good and evil. The only reason I would know the difference is because you showed me. You revealed it to me. And I don't assume that I have arrived understanding this. I know I need to see much more. Much more. I'm asking you show me how to exercise Myself in your word, in your truth, habitually choosing the good, choosing to look at it, think on it, talk about it, do it, pursue it, confirm it, support it, the good and only the good. Thank you for helping me. To recognize the evil, to discern it, to detect it, and to refuse it, and to reject it, to resist it, to give it no place 
to stand against it, not yield to it at all, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for helping me to grow up in you. Hallelujah. Developing you and daily discern the difference between good, what is you, and evil, what is not you. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.